being honest with my heart like like i said earlier like my initial reason for not responding and being silent was i wanted you to know that like what you said was not okay Welcome back to the Life with Gains podcast. I am Emmanuel. And I am Esther. Thank you for joining us on this journey um, as we desire to make God normal in our family, in our lives, um, and just share how we see him moving through every aspect of our lives, um, whether it's our marriage, our parenting, our relationship with friends, our function within our local church. Um, he is everywhere and involved in every aspect of our lives. And we just want to share that through this podcast. Each week we start the podcast with the best thing I've heard this week. Um, so Esther, what is the best thing you've heard this week? My best thing is not exactly this week and it's not not last week either. (laughs) Okay. What's the best thing you've heard in a while? Um, I just thought about it today, but it was hearing friends of ours, one, having a baby after trying for a really long time Mm -hmm. and actually having a miscarriage, but then two, hearing that they're having a girl. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. We're praying for you guys. Yes. Um, Can we say their first names? I don't know. I don't know if they want to be put on blast like that. Well, Crystal and Clarence, a.k.a. (laughs) Daniel. (laughs) Congratulations to you guys. We are praying. We are praying for you guys. We have been praying for you guys. And we will pray for you guys as you expand to three. A family of three. Yeah. Wow. What is um, the best thing you've heard this week? For me, it was a interview. Um, I'm a big Kirk Franklin fan. He has very uh, important role in my coming to Jesus or Jesus saving me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was an interview that I heard this past week that he did on um, this specific one he did on the Breakfast Club. And um, there was something that he said that really stood out. Um, He said, I can impress you talking about my accomplishments, but I can impact you talking about my mistakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So just like hearing that in the context of the entire um, interview and just knowing his story and his life and his music. um, Like, I mean, I think that's what I aim to do. And I think even what we aim to do with this podcast, um, You know, our goal is not to um, impress people like our aim is to impact people. And part of that is us willingly sharing our mistakes and showing how God redeems us in the midst of it. Um, And like it was that interview, um, I think another podcast and another interview, like within three days, I had heard three different people talking about that word impact. Mm-hmm. Um, like just wanting to make an impact. And so that was um, the best thing I heard this week. <laughs> um, so the week started out very well, very inspiring. Um, <laughs> and then I messed it up. To, <laughs> no, <laughs> with wanting to make an impact. 
Um, and then Wednesday morning, um, I got a text from my boo. Um, and no, you can talk to me, right? I got a text from you <laughs> on Wednesday morning um, that kind of... Uh, <sighs> it's one of those texts you don't send. It's a conversation you have, yeah. not something you write. Yeah. Um, so without going into detail, um, my wife had heard something and made the assumption that um, I was the topic of the discussion and it wasn't in a, uh, I guess, positive, like it wasn't like a positive thing. Um, and it's something that her and I have talked about yeah. before. Um, but she made an assumption about me. You made an assumption about me. Mm -hmm. Um and asked me about it and um it made me upset because of the assumption that was made and just other stuff that was going on um and i broke my rule what was your rule my rule has always been never make assumptions oh yeah because we all know what assumptions do right um, so yeah, so she made an assumption and that led to, um, an uneasy next two days or day and a half. Um, and so that's kind of what we're talking about, um, on today's episode, we're talking about the silent treatment, uh, because that's what happened after these texts were dun, sent. Dun, dun. Um, she texted me, I text her back. Um, I text her again. And she texted me back and I did not respond. I apologized. Yeah. And I didn't respond because at the time I didn't care about your <laughs> apology. <laughs> um, and so at least I know over that day, over the course of that day, um, like we didn't talk. Um, you had to work that night, right? Yes. That night? Yeah. So, um, so we didn't address it because that happened in the morning. Um, we didn't address it. Um, I get off work. She's already gone to work. Um, and then she gets home from work. I'm watching a basketball game, not really concerned about reconciliation at that moment. Um, and so it carries over into the next day. Uh, we don't address it in the morning. And I think I, it was not till I got off of work that um, I sat down and talked or tried to talk through it. The boys um, addressed it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll just jump in and we'll see how this conversation goes. Um, so, yeah. So was it the first day or was it the second day? It was the second day because we were all home. Yeah. So the second day um, I was coming down like I typically do when I work from home. I'll come down and um, just check in and get grab a snack or whatever. Um, and it's pretty consistent that when anytime I go into the kitchen and estrogen in the kitchen, there's some type of physical contact, whether it's a, a rub, a slap hug. on the booty. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> you don't ever do that in front of the kids. I'm talking about you slapping my butt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's some type of physical touch. Um, and so the boys seen it, know that it happens. Um, but on this day, I walk in the kitchen and like there is a distinct distance between you and I and um one of the kids said mommy daddy's here and I was like I know 
He's like, why didn't, why don't you hug him or why didn't you hug him or something like that? And <laughs> you said, I mean, because in that moment, you have two options. You either lie to your child, pretend everything's okay, or... You could have kept going with your silent treatment. I mean, but it was putting a <laughs> name to it. I mean, like, because I, I just told him, I was like, because there's tension in the house right now and it hasn't been resolved. Like, I think that's pretty much what that. I said. Yeah. Um, you said it a little bit louder. But I, yes, you uh, said it. Yeah, so told him um but at the same time like that did check my heart because like they recognized that something is off mm. um and so yeah so day and a half of silent treatments um and then we eventually talked it out um i came to you and that night yeah after i got off work mm-hmm. um and kind of shared how i felt about what was said um so i guess the question is um one thing i wanted to know because i knew that i was intentionally avoiding you but i didn't know if you were intentionally avoiding me or if you were just the recipient of this silent treatment like i didn't know if like yeah so were you kind of just the recipient of my silent treatment or were you also intentionally distancing yourself from me? Um, I think both. I could tell that when you didn't respond to my text, one that I had messed up and two, it would be uneasy or there would be tension Um, and I wanted to like go to your office and address it, but you don't do that. You don't go to somebody's job and be like, we about to fix this right now. I don't think we've done it before or. Yeah. But in that, I think that was good that I didn't because I think that would have irritated you more. Mm. Yeah, it would have because I hadn't processed it yet. Yeah, and um, so I knew I was like, well, I'm just going to wait for you because I felt like that was the best. I had already done wrong, and I said too many things, so I needed to wait for you to say whatever you wanted to say. Um, But I think when I got home from work, like I was kind of expecting we would talk about it, Mm -hmm. but when I walked in and you were on the couch or the floor, um, and you said, hey, and you kind of just had your earbud, one earbud in, and you kept watching the game, and I was standing there for, like, 15 minutes, and I was just scrolling through my phone. I was like, he's not going to bring it up. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the next day I did shut down and was giving you the silent treatment because I'm like, you don't even... In my mind, I was thinking, well, that's fine. We both can do it, which wasn't mature. Um, I don't necessarily think that was my process, but I was just like, if he doesn't want to talk about it, he doesn't want to talk about it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring it up because I've said what I said and now it's on his lap. I feel like I would just be irritating the situation more. I don't like how he's responding. And I think I was a little mad at that point. Mm. Um, so that's 
I was just kind of like, whatever. I'll just take care of the kids, take care of the house, make sure he's fed, everybody's fed, and just keep it moving. That's crazy because, like, mine was kind of the opposite. Um, Because, like, initially, well, kind of the opposite. I think it'll make sense. Um, So, initially after um, the text exchange, um, like, I went silent um, mainly because I was upset and I wanted you to know I was upset. Mm-hmm. Um, or that like something was off. Um, and so like that was my initial thing. Yes. Yeah, so you were gone. Uh, you were out most of that morning. And I remember as you were, uh, as it came close for you to come home around the time you usually come home. Um, like I remember thinking in my head, like having this discussion in my head, I was like, okay, am I going to act like everything is Okay. Or am I going to give her the cold shoulder? Like, how is this going to play out when we see each other face to face? Because I know how I feel. Like, in that moment, like, I was upset. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, how am I going to respond face to face? And so I tried to kind of be normal. I spoke when I came downstairs, told you I was going to the gym. Mm-hmm. And, um, but like, it was still, like, I could, you could still sense the tension and everything. Um, and so I processed, I processed it later on that afternoon, I think, while you were at work. Mm-hmm. Um, I took some time to process and be like, okay, I was upset because of this assumption. And, like, it's not that my feelings were hurt. I was just upset about, you know, what was said. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had processed it. And in my mind, I was like, all right, I will. Um, and I know this is selfish and I might get stoned or whatever. Um, but in my head, like I knew you got off at nine, the game started at nine. So by the time you got home, um, the game would be on. Um, and I didn't want to stop watching the game to address this issue. So initially I was like, I'll just talk to her afterwards. But by the time the game was over, you were in the bed sleep. Um, and so you had come home. We said mm-hmm. maybe two words and like that was it. Um, and so then the next day, like the first kind of opportunity to present itself was when I got off work. Um, cause in the morning it's just mm-hmm. too much going on. Um, uh, I was willing to resolve it that first day. Um, it's just that I didn't prioritize it over the basketball game. Um, which in retrospect, like one, I didn't know you were standing behind me for 15 minutes. I knew you were back there, but I figured you were just unwinding under your phone or whatever. Um, but that by that next day, um, I was, I don't know. I don't want to say I was over it. I knew it needed to be addressed um, because that's a part of our past is that like we would just, if there was tension, we, we would let just, it ride out. Yeah, we would just ride through the silent treatment, never address it, and then yeah. just kind of wake up one day and decide we're, we're both past it. <laughs> yeah, and we're, we're cool. Um, it's kind of that first laugh or that first hug, mm-hmm. um, and you just kind of move on without addressing it. But I mm-hmm. knew I didn't want to do that in this instance. Um, and so once I got off, um, we talked through it and addressed it. Um, so it's interesting that we were kind of on opposite days um yeah with that. Um, so i was being petty at moments you were too i would say but, i was on day two. Uh, 
Yes. How are you gonna call me out? I was I was I had given you space to say <laughs> me too, but you didn't. Well, so no, I just you thought made I'd this. lob it over there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I mean we were both being honest, so I figured hey. Can I claim my pettiness though? Yes. Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so early in our marriage, um like we said, there were times if there was some type of tension, like we would just provide the silent treatment, never address the issue, and then wake up one day and decide, you know, we're friends again. Um, but as we both grew, um, we came to understand, like, we couldn't just leave this stuff unresolved. Um, and we, neither one of us are argumentative. Right. Like, we're not yellers and stuff like that. I um, am great in my head. <laughs> Yeah, we'll cuss each other out in our head, uh, (laughs) but it won't ever come out our mouths. Um, But and so what that means for us is like if there's some type of disagreement or tension, it's extremely rare. I don't think it's ever happened where we would just start yelling at each other. Um, We would typically just shut down and I might say some smart remarks or very stern sharp words yeah we try to cut each other yeah we cut each other but we don't like there's not yet like increased volume levels and all of that like that's just personally that's not my temperament Mm -hmm. um i don't like that for personal reasons um I've been around it before, not in my immediate family, but extended family. And so that's never um, been appealing to me or in me to do just in terms of who Esther is. Yeah. And I think because of that, um, we never addressed the issue. And at some point as we grew and matured, we came to see that one, we needed to address the issue, right. but two, we need to figure out um, like how to, in a healthy way, express what's going on. Um, and so, like Esther, would tell you, like I am a internal processor. Like, if we have a discussion or if she asks me something, um, like I need time to process it. So, I may not be able to communicate clearly how I feel. Um, like right after a situation happens, um, I'll need time to go and kind of decompress, think through it. Um, and so it was so irritating. <laughs> it was because, I mean, we talked about this before, but mm. I would ask you, like, what do you think about this idea or situation? Or I would share something with you that I really wanted your advice on um, or whatever. And you would <laughs> you would say, OK. And (laughs) I feel like, okay, and like, give me something. And I realized later that you needed time to process one, what I said into your response. And when I got that, I I don't know if I, we made it a a decision like, okay, I'm going, I'm going to share this with you and I need you to please respond within like a day or so. Mm. Like we, put a time on it that was respectful of both persons and that has honestly helped a lot because I'm able to or basically compromising I'm giving you what is on my heart and my mind and you're listening Mm -hmm. and now 
you're processing and I'm being patient. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're, yeah. you have that freedom to process versus like, should we say something right now? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think, um, I think I started like once I started communicating that, like, I think you began to understand. Cause for me, um, like one thing I've kind of always understood, especially, um, like, getting into poetry and stuff is understanding the power of words. Mm. Um, and then to understanding the authority as the head of, mm-hmm. um, this family. And so the power I didn't of want your to, words. yeah. So I didn't want to communicate something that wasn't, um, one aligned with scripture and two, wasn't how I actually felt. Um, and I think we've talked about it before, but like it's taken years for me to understand and process my emotions because right. it wasn't something that I had to do before. Um, and so when it comes to these moments of tension and stuff, um, I think we've carved out a kind of 24 hour window to say, all right, if there is, you know, attention on Wednesday morning by Thursday, Thursday like we need to have something discussed. Like it may not be resolved. It may go on, but we need to sit down and at least start the discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's helped over, you know, the last few years. I don't remember how long, exactly how long kind of when that change Second happened. Child to, um, yeah. Yeah. So what's that? Six, seven years, five, mm-hmm. six, somewhere about half the marriage. Um, and so, like I said, early on, it would just be silent treatment until we figured we weren't mad at each other and we can mm-hmm. go on. Um, but then it got to the point where um, the silent treatment was understood as this is a window to process. And then when this window is up, we have to come together mm-hmm. and talk through it. Um, and so I think that has helped um it has i feel like yeah it has to be mutually understood like you can't make up in your mind i have 24 hours and not tell me right (laughs) i think that's what you were saying um before we got on right with like even with this incident Mm -hmm. like i just kind of started my clock yeah and i was just like (laughs) yeah because what'd you say you you would have said you wish i would have said like I was upset. I wish you would have said, leave me alone. Yeah. Showing some type of anger, disdain, something. But you. I just didn't say nothing. I didn't respond to the text or nothing. Um, So I think that was immature and petty. Um, But I don't know. Like I say, yes, it was immature. But at the same time, I say it was wisdom because in my head, what I was saying is not something that I would ever want to say to you. But I don't agree. It's no different if the boys were playing and one of the kids does something the other doesn't like. And so child A who did something, like takes away a toy or decides, you know what, I don't want to color anymore. I'm going upstairs. Well, child B is like, well, I wanted to color. And, you know do that he's upset right Mm -hmm. and so he just decides i don't want to play with you i don't want to look at you i don't want you in my room i don't want to talk to you 
Now, what would we say to that? That ain't nice. Don't talk to your brother like that. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't even say anything. He's just like, he just keeps his distance, whatever. We would address it. Um, that is immature. That is immaturity. That but is at the same time, though, like, would you rather me not say anything or say something that is not edifying, like that could cut? Whether you say something, Bible, babe. If I'm, t- I, I'm talking about between you and I. No, 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 no. I'm, this is, hear me out. I just had this conversation with somebody the Bible talks about putting off falsehood like speaking truth and love mm-hmm. be angry but sin not mm-hmm. I would rather you be angry put off falsehood tell the truth about how you feel than you not say anything because what is I mean when we talk about scripture when it's like if I'm committing adultery with somebody in my head it's the same sin as doing it in the flesh if I'm angry with you in my heart it's the same sin as murder like the inside is equally important as the outside so I would rather you say what's in your heart you're angry right you are upset we have that God-given emotion I that then allows me forces me towards god hopefully (laughs) (laughs) but you can't control that you can't control which throne i go to god's or my own emotions like Mm. you have to give me that space to do it so i would rather you get it out not fester bitterness not fester resentment be honest let me know how you feel and be like okay i need to repent some more because i really hurt him I really need to step on my game and apologize or whatever and then be free. Like I like that's something I'm I'm just learning within myself. Like Esther, you have held in so many words mm-hmm. that have planted so many seeds of resentment and bitterness. You did not put off falsehood. Like you put on this front, whether yeah. it was silent treatment or whether it was you kind of said how you felt, but you made it like sound really, really, really good. Like you never processed anger. Like you always tried to um, kind of handle how people would respond by what you said. Like you never gave people the the opportunity to deal with what you said before God. Like you tried to deal with it yourself. And that's not, to me, that's, that's not how God made us. Yeah. I mean, so I agree with like 98% of what you said. Like, I, I definitely agree <laughs> with the uh, the resentment piece because like, even as I was processing, even as I was processing um, like how I was feeling and what was going on in my heart um, with journaling and whatever, mm. um, like one word that came up that I initially didn't want to address was this thought of resentment. Um, because, um, uh, if I remember correctly, like resentment is like just this, um, anger or displeasure towards someone, um, mm. or something like that. Um, and so I realized like if I didn't address this and tell you that I was upset because of what was said, mm-hmm. Like it would build up resentment towards you. Right. And so anytime 
this issue or something similar comes up, like it's going to deepen that resentment towards you. And you never know that this is bubbling up on the inside of me. So I understand the need to, I understand the need to communicate and say, Hey, you hurt me. This is how I feel. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but I still think there is a need for wisdom and care in how your words are communicated. Because I am, I don't know, I'm just not a fan of communicating raw emotion uh, because that often includes words, phrases, sentences that you don't want to communicate. And I would, I mean, and this is where I often struggle because I have experienced people who call themselves Christians in my family base, in my friends base, in my acquaintances base, who have emitted raw emotions of anger, who have said things that were just absolutely disrespectful of the other person or rude or just unbiblical mm-hmm. um, in terms of how to speak. Um, and yes, those, those moments have been hard to encounter, to hear, whatever the case may be. Um, but at the same time, I almost used to like envy these people cause they were free. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they were free. Like they didn't have attachment. And that could be like personalities, like your type A's or yeah, type B's or whatever the case may be. But at the same time, I think what tugs in my heart and what I, this is where I agree with you is Psalms 19 and four, let the words in my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. God's sight. Oh Lord, my strength, my strength, the one who is able to give me self-control, mm-hmm. keep me strong in my mouth, and my Redeemer, who is able also to forgive me when I'm not. And so I understand the standard of the faith that I've confessed, like James, Proverbs, all of these scriptures that talk about our words, how we're supposed to speak. But I also struggle with, okay, God, you gave us this emotion, these emotions, <laughs> Um, in this world that we live in. And I feel like even in the moment that we're in now, like being authentic is this big deal. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's this fine line that I'm struggling with in terms of being a believer and also being free in terms of emotional health, mental health. And so that's why I'm like, I would rather say what needs to be said but the thing that filters my tongue is the word and it's like well when can i ever just you know like in your journal i don't like to write anymore i don't like Uh, the journal like uh, i need to kickbox i need to cuss the tree out i need to like something but i mean that's just my my honest honest place because i'm like well god how come they still love jesus and they're getting the fruit of your blessings or it appears to be and they can just go off you know what i mean like (laughs) that's my perception yeah so yeah so i don't know if y'all got an answer or some wisdom to throw at us um like where is that 
line, that balance of obeying being the word. Free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> obeying the word, um, understanding like the power of the tongue and the need to control it. Um, but at the same time, being honest in how you feel and expressing it uh, for the sake of your emotional health. Um, mm-hmm. So y'all got some wisdom. Let us know. Because yes. um, as you see, we are fumbling through this life. <laughs> yes. Um, and one thing I saw as we were kind of um, preparing, one thing you I saw it, but you brought it up. I wasn't going to bring it up because I was like, eh, I don't think that's right. But it seems to be right. Is this idea that giving the silent treatment is a type of emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. Like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, dang. It's a narcissistic behavior. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see it in retrospect, but I wouldn't say that I was being emotionally abusive in that moment. Like, but being honest with my heart, like, like I said earlier, like, my initial reason for not responding and being silent was I wanted you to know that like what you said was not okay. Um, You wanted me to feel the depth of how hurt you were. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that depth, but I wanted you to suffer something like I I didn't, I didn't want you to just be able to go on with your day. But it was focused on the fact that because you were hurt, mm. you wanted me to feel your hurt. Yeah. So it's still this boomerang back to yeah. you. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess it is uh, emotional abuse and narcissism. Um, At first, I didn't see it, but thinking about, and the only reason why. What brought it up is because I was looking it up. I was looking up like silent treatment mm. and the word narcissist or narcissism came up. And I was like, well, that's kind of like, oof, because I've given the silent treatment. <laughs> but, um, and I never justified in my head like I want him to feel it. But when you're yeah, honest with yourself, right, yeah. when you really break it down, like, why am I not talking to this individual? Because I am upset at them and how they made me feel. And um, just thinking about a really bad past relationship, like that was that was one of the common things he used to do was yeah. give the I think we treatment. all did it in, in a way. Like if you think back to like even when we were dating, like there would be times like if somebody yeah. wasn't uh, vibing or doing whatever, like – I remember. I still remember when you used to hang up on me, when oh, you were yeah. mad at me, and that was a sign of silence. That was a sign of <laughs> emotional <was> a abuse. But <laughs> the quickness. Um, yeah, but like so using yeah so using our silence as a weapon. Yes. To either hurt the person or to garner sympathy. Right. It's a form of manipulation, basically, yeah. and that's what like, and I don't think I processed this until like later after we were doing these like silent treatments in our marriage. And I'm like, I'm used to this because prior to you, like my last relationship was the um, abusive one. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm used to silent treatment. I'm used to the no calls, no presence mode. And so I just become accustomed to it. 
And I mean, I'm still like, sometimes when we talk about like, oh, you want to act like that? Well, I'll take care of the kids. I'll feed the kids. I'll take care of the house. I'll do the trash. I'll do the dishes. Like, I don't need your help. Like, Mm. that's that independent, but also I'm used to this thing coming out. Mm. And so it's like, man, we got to kill the silent treatment. Yeah. It's not healthy. I mean, I... Silent treatment versus time to process. Yeah. So I'll read this quote, and I want you to also share um, that quote that you read earlier. Um, Oh. So why you find that. Um, But this kind of aligns with what you just said. Um, So this is a quote by um, a UCLA psychologist. Um, She said, it is often part of a pattern of poor communication, but the silent treatment, when structured, is a part of the research-supported behavioral couples therapy. Um, So, like, silent treatment just for the sake of emotional abuse, using your silence as a weapon, like, that is a pattern of poor communication. But when it's structured, like Esther and I talked about um, saying, hey, I need 24 hours to process this. Like, within 24 hours, we have to come back together and discuss this. Um, So that's, like, a structure so that's silent treatment structured. Um, and what she's saying is like, that's part of research supported behavioral couples therapy. Um, and so if there is no structure to your silent treatment, if it's just, I'm just going mute and giving you the cold shoulder mm-hmm. until, you know, I feel like we're done or until I feel like talking. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is unhealthy, right. but if it's an established time limit like it doesn't have to be 24 hours they could say you know before you know before we lay down tonight um you know we have to come and talk about this whatever it is whatever the structure as long as there's something in place that doesn't allow this um silent treatment just to be open-ended right so (sighs) (laughs) it ain't easy y'all we we still learning because yeah Hmm. i mean the quote you gave me is not necessarily a good quote. Um, but it was honest. It made it us was, both say, hmm. It's um, when my absence doesn't alter your life, then my presence has no meaning in it. And I can't read who it's by. Um, Wait, read it again. When my absence doesn't alter your life or impact it or affect it, then my presence has no meaning in it. So, um, like, whenever, I mean, you can speak on it since this was, this was your week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so when my absence doesn't alter your life, then my presence has no meaning in it. Um, so, for me, one way that I see this um, is, like, I noticed, like, we went, um, I think, 48, 36, 48 hours without any type of intentional touch. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Wednesday morning to Thursday night. Yeah. 24, 36 hours, something like that. 30. Okay. I said 48. Go ahead. Oh, no. But yeah, so we went this period without any type of intentional touch. And um, like, as you know, like that's one of my love languages is physical touch. Um, and so there was this wrestle in me one, like you have the the prideful part of me that's like, well, she did something wrong. She needs to own up and like 
reconcile, fix this issue. Um, so I'm just going to give her the cold shoulder until. So that was like the initial thing. Um, but then as it lingered on, it's like we are hurting our relationship, like especially towards the end, um, like just thinking about the brevity of life. Mm. It's like that's 36 hours that have been wasted in our marriage where there was no flourishing and not to say like physical touch is whatever. Mm. Um, but like, I mean, there was no um, was, care. There was no investment. Was <laughs> yeah, like there was no investment in our marriage in that time. Mm. Um, and so like, it was just space that's now been wasted mm. in our marriage and our family. Um, Cause our children recognize it. So, you know, they are impacted by this too. Which I don't think it's um, bad, but yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I think it's healthy for them to see it and see us wrestle through it. Um, but yeah, so I struggled um, with embracing humility and saying like, I do need Esther. Like I can't do life without Esther. I don't want to do life without esther insert song where would i be without you (laughs) (laughs) never fails Uh, uh, okay yeah i don't want to do life without you babe um whether it's 24 hours 36 hours like and so this thing that quote and these couple days reminded me it's like yeah You'll say stuff that I don't like. I'll say stuff that you don't like. Um, but God is big enough to handle them. We can resolve the issues. Um, I don't know. Like I think at some point we need to shorten this 24 hours. Well, I think it depends on. <laughs> we had a lot going. I mean, we didn't yeah, have a yeah. lot going on, but. It, it, the time to fix it. Yes. We had to find those small windows of time. Mm, we could have. We could have. Like, I I admit that I said I wanted to watch the game, and, like, that was one window. Um, But, yeah, like, so. Warriors lost. They did. We'll see what happens. Uh, Well, by the time this comes out, we'll find out if they won Monday night. But I don't think they're going to win. I really don't want them to win. I'm a Warriors fan, but I think the Raptors deserve it. Um, Let's wrap this thing up. So. What would our um, suggestion, encouragement, challenge be to the people? Um, I know for sure is to, if you are um, giving the silent treatment, um, you or your spouse or whatever, is to sit down and set some structure um, in place to say, hey, if we have these moments of tension, understand Within 24 hours, we need to sit down, whatever it is. We need to sit down and at least start the discussion to resolve this issue. Um, Don't be like us and just leave it either open-ended or just never address it. Us in the early years or us Yeah, yeah, us in the early years um, of never addressing it and just moving on with life. Because like we talked about, like that breeds resentment. And at some point, somebody's going to blow up. Mm-hmm. Or somebody's going to just walk away and you'll be like, what happened? Mm-hmm. What was all this unaddressed stuff that's mm-hmm. been building? Um, I think on the flip side of that, if you're so, yes, if you're giving silent treatment, give it structure. 
a deadline, right? Mm -hmm. If you are blowing off at the top and just angry and loud and all into it, do silent treatment with structure. You see what I'm saying? Like if you, if you're giving your partner silent treatment and vice versa, and there's no end date to it, provide the end day or the end hour. If you and your partner are prone to just argue, get into it, cut each other. Um, I think this is where silent treatment would be good because then you can adequately process the emotions. You might still be angry later, but it won't be to the degree of in that moment, even if it's just like a, you know what? I got nothing to say to you right now. I'm going to the car for 10 minutes and then I will talk to you when I get back. Cause if yes, I say so, I, you know what I mean? Like, yes, I wouldn't even say like, I wouldn't even label it as silent treatment. I would just label it as like give each other space or give yourself space to mm. gather your thoughts. Um, and be- let each other do it. Cause you know, one person can be like, I need space. And another person be digging. Like, it's like, no, you gonna give me an answer right now. <laughs> I'm like, I-, I ain't got nothing for you. Uh, Which makes it worse. Yeah. So I, it has to be a mutual understanding. Yeah. I need us to walk away right now to process. Goodbye. I will see you at this time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I think that it it requires a level of humility. Um, Like, understand, like, marriage is a marathon. Like, it is not a sprint so like you have like you can't go through life with somebody that you're with every single day and still have unresolved issues or not be willing to grow and change Mm. um not be willing to live in an understanding way Mm -hmm. um i know the bible calls husbands to live with their wives in an understanding manner um and so we have to understand that like we all have different personalities we all communicate differently we are all um affected by things differently because i mean there have been times where like stuff that i've said i think we talked about it when we had dinner with the family the other week um like there's stuff that i said as a joke that deeply hurt you Mm -hmm. um that i just didn't understand because there was no understanding like it was no like empathy that's the word yeah yeah so being empathetic with your spouse yeah wives respect your husband if they say i need a moment back off um so yeah so this is something that has been fresh for us um so hopefully you guys found some type of encouragement or challenge um from our (gasps) failures oh sorry i just got some a song or something (laughs) because i was just thinking like it's hard for women to back off, I think, because we feel entitled to be responded to. Like, there is this sense of entitlement. Like, no, I do this and this and this for you. I'm your wife. That's my title. So you're going to talk to me when I ask you to talk to mm. me. Or you're going to, like, there is this sense of you owe me. Yep. Oh, man. Oh, like, it's, I can't tell you how many movies especially black movies that we've seen where the black wife or the wife is like she's upset 
and she is just oh, what was it i think it's how married are you the the loud one where she was just like going in going in going oh, in like yeah. wanting a response yeah. and the husband like <laughs> eventually like he just broke she didn't want that like, response no. <laughs> right <laughs> so it's like let us process and then that way we can communicate clearly because for a lot of guys, and I know this was my case, um, like we don't know how to communicate our feelings mm-hmm. sometimes, um, at least in a way that's communicable. I think that's a word. Mm-hmm. If not, it's my word. Um, so, yeah. So give us space to process. And then husbands have the courage to be vulnerable with your spouse, mm-hmm. um, like be willing to say, hey, this thing that you said it hurt my feelings or it made me feel this way. Right. Um, like, cause we made a covenant with each other through good and the bad. Oh, my mommy's calling me. Well guys, my mom made us in the podcast. So if you don't already, um, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our podcast is at life with games podcast. Um, you can follow me at life with underscore Emmanuel. And you can follow me at two aiming for arrows. Guys, we should have put this. I may put this on the front end, um, but we've been plotting and planning. And my mom is calling me again. <laughs> Tell so, her she's about to be on the podcast. I know, right? <laughs> Ma, you want to be on the podcast? No. Oh. <laughs> Well, you like the way my voice sounds. Oh, well, you keep calling. We're trying to wrap up this episode. <laughs> and so. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. All okay. Right. I'm going to finish your podcast then. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't right. Tell the people, okay. hey. Okay. Hey, people. Aww. <laughs> Love you. All right, Ma. Bye. Bye. Be sure to follow us keep up to date with what's going on Um, a lot of you have been asking for something specific and by God's grace um, in the very near future we'll be delivering what you guys are asking for Um, so stay tuned and see what it is and on that note I'm Emmanuel and I'm Esther join us next time as we shuffle through this crazy life with with games. games